The sale room of an old and famous firm of book auctioneers in London is, of course, a great meeting place for collectors, librarians, and dealers, not only when an auction is in progress, but perhaps even more notably, when books that are coming on for sale are upon view. It was in such a sale room that the remarkable series of events began which were detailed to me not many months ago by the person whom they principally affected, namely Mr. James Denton, M.A., F.S.A., etc., etc., sometime of Trinity Hall, now or lately of Rencombe Manor in the county of Warwick. He, on a certain spring day in a recent year, was in London for a few days upon business connected principally with the furnishing of the house which he had just finished building at Rencombe. It may be a disappointment to you to learn that Rencombe Manor was new, that I cannot help. There had, no doubt, been an old house, but it was not remarkable for beauty or interest. Even had it been, neither beauty nor interest would have enabled it to resist the disastrous fire which, about a couple of years before the date of my story, had raised it to the ground. I am glad to say that all that was most valuable in it had been saved, and that it was fully insured, so that it was with a comparatively light heart that Mr. Denton was able to face the task of building a new and considerably more convenient dwelling for himself and his aunt, who constituted his whole menage. Being in London, with time on his hands and not far from the sale-room, at which I have obscurely hinted, Mr. Denton thought that he would spend an hour there upon the chance of finding, among that portion of the famous Thomas collection of manuscripts, which he knew to be then on view, something bearing upon the history or topography of his part of Warwickshire. He turned in accordingly, purchased a catalogue, and ascended to the sale-room, where, as usual, the books were disposed in cases and some laid out upon the long tables. At the shelves, or sitting about at the tables, were figures, many of whom were familiar to him. He exchanged nods and greetings with several, and then settled down to examine his catalogue and note likely items. He had made good progress through about two hundred of the five hundred lots, every now and then rising to take a volume from the shelf and give it a cursory glance, when a hand was laid on his shoulder, and he looked up. His interrupter was one of those intelligent men with a pointed beard and a flannel shirt, of whom the last quarter of the nineteenth century was, it seems to me, very prolific. It is no part of my plan to repeat the whole conversation which ensued between the two. I must content myself with stating that it largely referred to common acquaintances. For example, to the nephew of Mr. Denton's friend, who had recently married and settled in Chelsea. To the sister-in-law of Mr. Denton's friend, who had been seriously indisposed but was now better. And to a piece of china which Mr. Denton's friend had purchased some months before at a price much below its true value from which you will rightly infer that the conversation was rather in the nature of a monologue.